Okay, hello everyone and welcome to Actus Radio, the nation's only radio program dedicated to the clinical documentation improvement profession. Actus Radio is a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news and information relevant to the CDI profession and Actus. Today, Wednesday, February 27th, marks our 117th program. So my name is Brian Murphy, Director of Actus, the Association of Clinical Documentation Improvement Specialists, and I'm your host for today's program, New Ahima Actus Physician Query Practice Brief. I'm joined today by my familiar co-host at left, Alan Frady. Uh, Alan is a CDI education specialist for us here at Actus, where he teaches clinical documentation improvement boot camps and served as a subject matter expert. Alan, by way of background, is an accomplished consultant with a background in coding and documentation, and I'm glad to have him back on the show today. So welcome to the program, Alan. Thank you, Brian. All right. Next, I'd like to introduce our two industry guests today. So we have with us uh, at the top there, Katie Good. Katie is a training materials specialist for Enjoin CDI, where she's responsible for the overall development and oversight of both internal and client training materials, focusing on documentation improvement across the continuum of care. She works side by side with Enjoin's physician team to develop clinical coding and documentation materials based on the principles of high quality documentation, evidence-based medicine, and the most up-to-date clinical best practice guidelines, coupled with clinical coding concepts that are impactful to patient care and value-based outcomes in all settings. Um, you can see Katie's background there. She's a frequent Actus conference speaker, a regular contributor to our industry publications, of which we're going to be going over one today, um, a, a former recipient of the 2014 CDI Professional Achievement Award, and is our member of an Actus advisory board. So she's very tuned into Actus, everything, all things Actus, and I want to welcome her to the show. Welcome, Katie. Thank you, Brian. All right. And finally, last but certainly not least, we have with us today Fran Jurak. Uh, Fran is an experienced nursing professional and has spent the last 14 years in clinical documentation improvement, where she's utilized her clinical knowledge and experience to provide education, support, process improvement, and report outcomes for CDI programs across the country. Uh, presently, Fran is employed at Iodine Software, where she is the Vice President of Clinical Affairs and is responsible for clinical services and product development. Her goal there at Iodine is to support healthcare systems as they seek to ensure accurate reflection of care provided and resources consumed in patient care via clinical documentation and medical record processes. Um, just like Katie, Fran has been a active supporter and deeply involved in all of our ACTUS initiatives. Um, she is the author of the uh, inpatient CCDS study exam guide, has presented with us uh, at Actus as well as at AHIMA, and also serves on the Actus Advisory Board, and I want to welcome, welcome her to the program as well. So welcome, Fran. Hey, Brian. Good to hear you this morning. All right. Well, as I always do, we're going to start with a poll question related to today's topic. I'm going to go ahead and pull that up. You should be seeing that on your screen. I'm going to ask our audience if they could uh, pick the option that best pertains to them. Um, so the question reads, what is your level of familiarity with a new Ahima Actus Physician Query Practice Brief? 
Would you say you're very familiar with it, you've read it, and are implement, implementing it throughout your organization? Maybe you're familiar, you've read it thoroughly, and you're planning to do more, planning to implement. Uh, somewhat familiar, maybe you've read it or skimmed it or heard a program on it. We did do an Actus Quarterly conference call on this recently. Uh, you've heard it's out, but you have not read it. Or a new brief, this is news to me. <laughs> Again, what's your level of familiarity? Very familiar, uh, familiar with the new AHIMA practice brief, uh, somewhat familiar. Uh, you've heard it's out, but have not read it yet, in which case we'll, we'll be sharing some of that today, or maybe this is brand new to you, new news. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and close this out, and we will come back to the poll results in just a few minutes. All right. Well, as I mentioned, uh, our guests today are Katie Good and Fran Jurak. For Katie and Fran, welcome to the program. Thanks for being a part of Actus Radio. Um, you know, why don't we why don't we jump right in with this new AHIMA Actus Physician Query Practice Brief? And I'm going to go ahead and share it on the screen for folks. Um, let me see if I can do this without causing major disruptions. All right, so <laughs> uh, this paper is available for Actus members as well as non-members because we would like everyone in the CDI profession to be following it. It's available on the Actus website, and I will show you how to navigate here. But essentially, if you go to resource uh, library um, and you go to position papers, all right, I'm going to just do it again for you while you're watching. You can see it. It's right here. Click this, and it will take you to download it right here. So the, paper, the, the brief is now published and publicly available. I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull this up much larger for everybody to, to see. Um, but I thought we could start with uh, just your roles, maybe. Um, Katie, did you want to start? And then I'll turn over to Fran, sort of your roles in writing it and, and how the process worked with uh, Hemer and Actus. I was a part of this too, but I don't want to hog the stage. I'll let you guys talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Katie, did you want to start at all? Sure, I can start. So the last, the last update that was done in 2016 was primarily a ICD-10 related update, and there weren't, you know, many significant changes to the content itself. This time, the decision was made to kind of take a comprehensive look at the at, at the existing guidance in light of the changes in the industry um, and the changes that we've seen in the practice of CDI, how CDI is more involved now in uh, other initiatives, maybe involving quality or other other things like that, that maybe we were less involved with in the past, and taking a really comprehensive look at it as a whole and kind of starting from scratch. So a, a lot of the content still remains the same, a lot of the guidance still remains the same, but um, we didn't just look at it as an update, but we're really looking at the document as a whole and seeing where um, additions and modifications could be made. Right. How about you, Fran? Anything to add there? 
Well, I think it might be interesting for people to, to be aware of what it takes to create something like this. I don't know that we've ever had that conversation in any <laughs> Actus Radio. Right. But, you know, there's there's quite a few people involved uh, from Actus as well as AHIMA, probably about 20 people total um, from both sides. And obviously, that's a lot of people to get involved in this process. So breaking down the content into smaller parts and then reconvening as a larger group was very important. But there, it's a very time-consuming process because we wanted to be sure that the language provided that clear guidance uh, to the query process. I think uh, one of the things I'm excited about in this one is that it does break down some very particular content areas that that make that answer some of the questions I think that were raised in previous uh, query briefs. Right. So it was exciting to be part of, but you know, uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, Fran, I'm sharing those names here. There was a lot of folks involved in the preparation of this brief. Um, it was a big big meeting and I give uh, Ahima a lot of credit for, for uh, running these and having the number of voices that we had on the call. I think in the end it makes for a stronger uh, paper but um, you can see sort of just the number of folks. So we had groups from Ahima and Actus working on it together and jointly writing it and then we had additional reviewers that reviewed this brief. Um, um, you know the entirety of the Actus Advisory Board, many folks on our regulatory committee of one of which we have on the line with us here today, Alan Frady, to give additional input from outsiders that weren't involved with writing. Sometimes when you write something, you get so close to it, you, you forget what you've written, and it can be interpreted by someone else. So it was an extensive process of writing uh, and review. Um, for those in the audience who don't keep up with the briefs very well and aren't extremely familiar, don't fall into the trap of thinking this is a minor update with a cursory review. If you really do a deep dive into this thing, there are a lot of major uh, significant changes. We don't have time to summarize uh, all of them, but what do you guys think are probably the most significant or the biggest changes? Maybe, you know, if you had to talk about just one or two what are you the uh, most excited to see in writing here? Yeah, why don't we start with you, Katie, again, and we can kind of jump around here. Right. So I think the the first thing that will really stand out to the membership is going to be the use of prior records. Um, so in the past, we have worked under the understanding that we could not go back to prior records for additional information. Um, perhaps maybe an echo or, you know, an old BMI or, you know, a, a recent prior admission maybe for a surgery where the patient has been readmitted, um, that we couldn't use that information um, to support a query or to provide more information to a provider up front. This query brief modifies that stand to allow us to utilize information from a prior record to support a query. And so I feel like that is one of, there are, there are a handful of, I feel like, significant changes, but that's probably one of the ones that will cause the most um, sort of modifications of people's current processes or need for continued discussion within the department to determine how this will ultimately be used within an individual facility and, and how far back in record you want to go and and what is the expectation of concurrent reviewers as far as utilizing those prior records? So th that's probably the number one. Right. I agree, Katie. That is a that is a big one. 
Fran, how about yourself? Does anything that uh, anything you're most excited about in this brief? Yeah, I think there's a we've called out a few things, um, and I think uh, the section related to clinical indicators and how you identify them. That whole uh, conversation we've had in the CDI space about how many do I need? Uh, we really tried to address that and, and really look at the relevance of clinical factors that support a query as opposed to the volume of them or the number of them. Um, so I think that that section as well is really important uh, for use. I think it will help people uh, better identify how they're going to format their templates uh, that they're using for queries, um, how even in a verbal conversation with a physician you might approach some of the conversation related to what are the clinical indicators that support the query and, and obviously then also a discussion about what the appropriate choices are in your query um, and you know how, how much do I need to include in terms of number of options you know so we've gone into a little bit more detail than we have uh, in the previous brief right yeah a lot there's a lot of good a lot of good stuff in here and I'll just uh, ask our listeners you know um, I know you all haven't read this yet and um, I would encourage nothing else from the show to go back and read it if, if you haven't. Um, and I'd love to get your questions either during the show via our, our chat feature. I can't guarantee we can get to them, but um, we are going to be working on a frequently asked questions document with the HEMAR again, um, because we realize there this, this is a, were some sizable changes in here. We've already received some questions that maybe we didn't anticipate when we wrote the initial brief. So um, keep those questions coming during the show. I have I get a transcript of those. I would love to see those, and they, they might potentially form the basis of our FAQ document. Um, so, yeah, Fran, you touched on a few. And, and you know, I, I did want to maybe spend a little more time on the section regarding the use of prior records that, that Katie was talking about, because I, I do think this is quite a, a quite a change for the way that um, you know, CDI encoding has operated in, in the past. There's been a lot of discussion about this over the years and it's become more prominent and prevalent um, with the adoption of electronic health records and the ready access to the, you know, the full patient picture that maybe wasn't available before in the paper chart or was much harder to access. Um, you know, and we are getting a lot of questions here here already regarding look back periods. You know, how how far to look back, which is largely still is going to be a facility specific um, decision. But there is a lot of great information in here versus you know querying from evidence in the current encounter uh, versus really mining old records for diagnoses that are no longer relevant. Uh, they don't meet. Um, the guidelines for reportable secondary diagnosis that you shouldn't be adding just because they were reported before. So um, a lot of good stuff in here on that, and I encourage our listeners to take to take a look at this. Um, again, maybe we'll maybe we'll start with Katie. Do you have any any general thoughts on this, Katie? Rule of thumb suggestions you like to make for making sense of this section? I know you covered this quite a bit on our quarterly call the other day. Right. And um, not to sound redundant, but I think that the it is we're always going to have an issue with operationalizing this practice free. So that's what facilities are going to be hopefully working on in the near future, as far as developing their own internal policies and and determining exactly how they will, will use this guidance. But I think ultimately we need to remember the intent 
of the use of prior records in the practice brief. So this really is about a changing, um, a, a changing environment the act that, that physicians are using information from prior records already. And so CDI needs to be able to have to access and provide that information up front to the physician to, to just simplify the process because the physician does have access to the information and it would be almost incomplete not to be providing them with that information if you have a query that's relevant. So going back to the reportability standards that we all abide to on the coding side, we must ensure that when we're drafting a query that is utilizing information from our prior record, that it's relevant to the current encounter. So by relevant, that means we need to have indication in the current encounter that there um, is you know, a, a relevant condition being treated. So we wouldn't want to go back, we wouldn't advocate for a system in which CDI was expected to just review prior records every time they're looking at an occurrence a concurrent encounter um, looking for diagnoses that maybe are not addressed or, or noted in a current encounter. What they should, how they should be utilizing this guidance is to look at a current encounter, maybe see indication of a condition that is being managed in some way. So maybe a medication order or, um, you know, a, a diagnosis like THF or something like that where we, it might drive us to look at a prior encounter to look for additional relevant information that, that might be in that earlier record. So an echo, um, like I said, maybe a past surgical um, encounter, yeah. lab values, things like that, but not to let it get <laughs> completely out of control where, you're, you don't, where, where the expectation is that you're looking at a prior record every single time you look at a concurrent encounter. Um, you know, that's not the intent. The intent is to add valuable information to the query so that the physician can more more accurately or comprehensively respond to a query um, with all the information up front. Right. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, so this is not well, about fishing for conditions to improve the, you know, the current situation. This is really about, and I echo, the, I think the key word here in this conversation is relevant to the current encounter. Why is that information from a previous encounter important to the patient's current situation today and what's happening in the, to them, what's being monitored and treated? So it's not about going and looking for things to make life better or make your DRG better. It's really about how is that relevant to the situation that the patient that is incurring right now. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Fran. I'm sure this discussion will probably continue on uh, well beyond today. I'm, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm going to change gears briefly. Talk about compliance. Um, so there was something that got my attention in this brief um, pertaining to other professionals who aren't CDS. Uh, and how do we bring those folks into the idea of query compliance pitfalls? We know quality departments are querying physicians, case managers. We're looking at patient safety indicators, complication rates, infectious disease. And generally, those conversations take place in a manner that could be considered leading by a classic uh, coder or even a CDI-trained type of person. So how can we reconcile the new guidance in, in the context of those who are not familiar with ACTUS or HEMA 
or who are not familiar with the CDI credential because there is language um, in this brief that does seem to point out that this should be for a broader audience. And I'll, I guess I'll start with Fran this time. Yeah, I think you, you bring up a really good point, Alan, and, and it really is, um, you know, historically been the CDI teams that have been these uh, kind of the role is to query. And so we're kind of seen as the uh, leaders in defining queries and what does that mean? And a lot of these other conversations have never been formally identified as a query. It's a conversation uh, that nurses or other roles have with providers. But I think this is an opportunity for CDI as a profession, as a department within an organization to really take charge in leading how these conversations should be applied to the clinical situation, leveraging the relationships with these other departments to introduce the topic of how do you how do you um, make these conversations and ask those compliant queries without leading the physician to an answer? And I know that's kind of difficult for nurses, right? Many a time we've had to, you know, call those physicians when we were providing patient care and kind of get to the point to get the medication order or whatever is appropriate for that patient's care. So it's a little bit of a mind shift for nurses and CDI specialists and others in other nursing roles to kind of step back and say, Am I helping direct the care or am I really asking about what's the appropriate next steps in the care for this patient? So I think it's an opportunity for CDI to lead that charge and share uh, information about what is a compliant query, how, how we should have those conversations without essentially directing what's going to happen. There's, a, there's an open-ended way to have that conversation and I think this is an opportunity for us as a profession to lead that charge. Right. Yeah, I agree, uh, Fran. I think it's a great leadership opportunity. And I've kind of highlighted the section here um, of sort of who should follow the brief. And, and, I, and I know that this is tricky, but there are some great examples in here of, you know, as, as we see, you know, healthcare um, get more and more of a, of a team approach and CDI interacting with quality professionals. And, you know, um, we have heard of, of you know, uh, the, the dilemma of what happens if a quality professional is telling a physician to document a certain way to, 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 um, to neutralize a post-surgical complication, which is right here in the brief, um, and, and the other ways that professionals are impacting the medical record that a CDI professional would, would consider leading or, you know, um, Beyond the bounds of what's in the of what's in the practice brief, it is an opportunity to for CDI professionals to to get out there and talk about the query process and share this brief. We, that's why we have it open, as we do encourage um, our CDI and Actus members and CDI professionals nationwide to be sharing this with their with their clinical staff. You know, and, and we're not saying again that this uh, where, where I kind of draw the line is is administrative data versus true clinical care. You know, we're not telling, obviously, uh, nurses in an emergency situation in the ED with an emergency room physician to be <laughs> having a discussion that's, uh, you know, not, not leading. I mean, that, that, that's a little ridiculous. We're talking about here is uh, data that can impact the administrative record and encoded data and to be mindful of, of those type of, um, you know, tell, just tell me what to document situations. I know we're really getting... Yeah, if I may jump in. Go ahead, Alan. Yes. I'm sorry. So I don't think this was meant to be... If you're a nurse in the ICU and you want to ask your physician if the patient has a 
SVT with a bundle branch block or if it's really VTAC. And it's a clinical thing because you're the nurse and you need to know how to treat it. I don't think this was meant to say you have to write a full out, come sit down and do a query. That's a clinical, that would be, that's, that's totally different. I think we're talking about impact conversations where we're changing the data and there's confusion over this. And again, I don't think we're going to, this conversation today is going to be the last of it, but I think there is some confusion on that point. Right. Sorry, Brian. No, that's okay. And and I know okay. we're we're like at time here, so we have a couple other show elements I want to get to. But this was a great discussion, and I do encourage our members to um, to take a look at the brief in full. Again, it's on the website, and we'll share a link to it in the show notes. Uh, I did want to go back to our poll question, so I'm going to share these results now. Again, we asked uh, what your level of familiarity is with the new brief. 10% um, are very familiar. They have read it and are implementing it organizationally. So kudos to those 10%. Another 14% are familiar. So 25% roughly are familiar to very familiar, which is great. Um, but predominantly, folks, this is very new and it, it is a new brief. So 29% said somewhat familiar. 27% have heard itself but have not read it. A full 20% of our audience did not know it was even out. So we're, we're breaking news to them here on Actus Radio. Uh, any thoughts, Katie or Fran, about our poll results? Um, I'm personally not surprised um, because it is relatively new and there, hasn't been, there haven't been too many programs or articles out there yet. Um, but I think that through programs like this, uh, we're going to help spread that message and pe more people will read it and be able to implement it into their practice. Right. Any thoughts, Katie? Oh, I mean, I definitely would encourage people to t kind of take their time with this. I feel like it's, um, especially with, you know, the things that we've kind of highlighted on the program today, it's not something that I would expect people to, or a program to read over and implement tomorrow. I think it's something you really want to take your time off on, especially the prior records issue. I would advocate that programs should be considering, you know, policies and making sure that, um, that the guidance is being utilized consistently across their program. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me that we're not, you know, heavily in the implementation phase because I think it takes some thought. Right. Agree. There is a lot to digest in there. Um, all right, let's let's go to our in the news segment of the show. Again, in the news is a regular segment featuring the latest news and industry updates relevant to the CDI profession. Today, I'd like to discuss the results of a recent poll on rounding with physicians and some recent trends, as reported by our own staff here um, on the Actus website. So, I'm showing you the results of um, another poll which has recently closed and it just to summarize it says in the early days of CDI it would be unusual for a CDI department not to participate in physician rounds however according to the newest Actus poll which I would encourage you guys to check out they're located on the right on the front of our website as well as a full archive of poll results um, According to our latest poll, less than half of CDI departments still join in on rounds, either daily or intermittently. Um, though remote work is often credited for the move away from rounds, 41% of respondents say they have never participated in rounds before, while only 15% say they uh, used to participate. We're looking at the, the full results of the poll here, where 20% say they still participate in daily rounds, 
21% intermittently, 15% used to, 41% do not, and 2% uh, either don't know or not applicable. So uh, some interesting um, results there on rounding, and we have actually a session on this coming up at the ACTUS conference for those that are, uh, are planning to attend. Any, any thoughts from our panelists on this? Um, what do you guys think? Is this a missed opportunity for CDI professionals, uh, inevitable change brought on by, you know, the changing times and technology? Um, you guys have... I, 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 oh, go ahead, Kate. We'll start with Katie, and then we'll go to Fran. I think that it's so program-dependent. I mean, I think that rounds can be very helpful. I, early on in my CDI career, attended rounds. Um, I see rounds and, you know, that was when we had paper, we had paper queries and I could, um, you know, get responses kind of immediately in that space. And so that was very helpful. Um, I do think we just see a changing, you know, the way programs are set up are different. We have a lot of either remote programs or just off-site, like, you know, housed in maybe a, a more office setting owned by a hospital or hospital groups. So, you know, rounding has become potentially more difficult. Um, we also don't have, for the most part, people are not utilizing paper queries anymore. So um, while you can communicate with the provider, you're still dependent on them logging into the patient's, you know, patient's account and, and, and making changes in there. So um, that doesn't mean they're not valuable. I think they're incredibly valuable to have the opportunity. But I think we also need to recognize that there's many, many programs that that isn't an opportunity or their programs are highly successful without that. They have engaged providers who will answer their queries without, you know, a face-to-face -face encounter. So mm -hmm. it, it really is kind of determined by what your needs are. If you're a new program and you don't have great re response rates, I think getting those face-to-face -face encounters can be really valuable. Um, if you're struggling with a response rate, this might be a good a, a good thing to implement or to mm. continue if you're already doing it. But um, I don't necessarily think that it has to happen. You can have great programs without it as well. Right. Fran, your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, certainly technology has made it easier. I mean, if you look at what we even use in our personal lives with cell phones, you know, the ability to communicate with people via electronics is much easier. But I think the missed opportunity here is the opportunity to provide education and continue that level of engagement and interaction. But I think what it means is leveraging the technology to get to have reports and data so that when you are in front of a provider or a provider group, you have the right tools and, and information at your hand to have that educational opportunity. So I think it's not so much um, calling it rounds as much as how are you continuing to engage your providers and have those face-to-face -face interactions that we know are very valuable as human beings while leveraging technology to increase efficiency of your workflow? So it, it's a balance, no doubt about it, and I think it's something that CDI programs are struggling with, but certainly something worth uh, addressing so that you can continue to have a, a physician engagement as well as efficient workflow for CDSs. Right. Good stuff there. All right, I'm just going to wrap up quickly. I know we're at the top of the hour here with a brief Actus update. This is a regular feature bringing you the latest updates on what's going on inside of Actus. Just want to remind our listeners that the Actus Achievement Awards are open. We're looking for applicants. So if you have a colleague, a peer, or a mentor, 
uh, someone like Katie Good or Fran Jurak, for example, that you'd like to nominate for an award, <laughs> or Alan Frady, not to leave you out, Alan. Um, this is the time to do it. We have, uh, I'm going to put the link again in the show notes here. We have uh, links to uh, apply for our Actors Achievement Awards. We have six of them, and they're listed here. You can hover over each one, click on them, and it'll tell you what the criteria are, and there is an easy application uh, form here. So uh, that, that does close uh, on Friday, March 1st, so we're coming right up on the deadline. So get those in um, and recognize excellence. That's what we're all about here at Actus. All right, again, I'm going to just wrap up here with a brief plug of our next show in two weeks. Hope you can join us back at Actus Radio for our Wednesday, March 13th show to answer a very pressing question. Does CDI improve patient care? I don't know. We're going to find out in two weeks. Um, so I hope to see you back again. This show actually is the first of a start. We're going to be plugging some of our um, sessions that we have at our 12th annual conference coming up in May, May 20 to 23rd at the Gaylord Palms Resort in Kissimmee, Florida. Beautiful spot. I was just out there last month to do a hotel site walkthrough. We hope you can join us there. If not, or if you want to get a little flavor of what's to come at the conference, this is one of the sessions we're going to have. Um, and this is a little plug of that. So join us back here in two weeks. Again, any questions about the brief, send them to me at bmurphy at actus.org. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Thanks again to Katie and Fran and Alan, and take care, everyone. Thanks, Brian.